Craft Beer Radio, episode 197, recorded on November 16th, 2011. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We are doing some sharks today. Shark beers. Shark week. It is. It's it's Shark Week on Craft Beer Radio. I am Greg. And I'm Jeff. And this is Dogfish Head's uh, Hard to Find Verticals. <laughs> it's a little bit of cellar cleaning, and I was at Mad Mex last night, and they had the Pearl Jam beer on. So I'm like, you know, I've heard some... I heard it's hard to find. I heard it's pretty expensive at some places. It's actually, it wasn't too bad at Mad Mex. And I'm like, well... Let's actually drink a beer that's current, since we're yeah. doing all this ancient stuff. But let's start off current. with some... Current. Uh, uh, <laughs> There's currents in the uh, Pearl Jam beer. But let's start off with some of these cellar dwellers here. Um, well, let's do the one that's not available anymore, to start oh, with. Okay. Uh, this is on hiatus. This is Raison Dextra. It's the sort of imperial version of the Raison Dextra, which is a... Um, uh, it's kind of a brown ale brewed with raisins. And yeah. this is a big ol' uh, double of that. Uh, it's an 18% uh, what? No, that can't be. No, I think it is. Wow, okay, 18% alcohol by volume. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Ivy is a 40. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that it's huge like that. But I don't see it on the label okay. to, to, to double check. This uh, it does pour with the the old dogfish right. exclamation point warning cap. So it's um, yeah, this is kind of like the worldwide stout, I guess, in terms of of the power. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're it. starting with the eighteen percent beer. We're brilliant. Yes, <laughs> smart on my part. Alrighty, so this thing pours. Pretty, it's 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 attractive. It's uh, tea colored, very clear. Yeah, reddish tea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with I wouldn't expect much head on eighteen percent beer, and you're not getting much. Um, but it's very clear, and um, it's kind of like brandy like. Mm-hmm. The aroma, you know, continuing the brandy like. There's some raisins in the aroma. There's a lot of raisin in the aroma, but you know, it's a. Uh, I don't know if boozy is the right word, but you can tell that it's a big beer. Yeah, there's a lot of volatiles coming off of it. There's a lot of malt, a lot of caramel. This um, also is brewed with brown sugar, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 better than the raison d'etre, I, mm-hmm. I think, because I I I don't like the raison d'etre too much. It's kind of a little too raisiny, a little too I don't know. Clean. I haven't had it in forever because I didn't didn't care for it. Yeah. You know, when I did have it, so I usually stay away from the raison d'etre. But I should go back and revisit it. But this guy has a big. It's uh, it's syrupy. I guess is the way to put it. It's just this viscous, full. Sweet raisin it has this. Um, I guess there's some kind of you know like black cherry type flavor going on in there. It's a big sweet kind of port wine of a beer, right? It's got yeah. Um, it, it's got a lot of flavor up front. It's got a lot of alcohol uh, to to almost help cut some of that sweetness. 
it's you know not 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 particularly hoppy beer, although there are hops there in the background that I can taste. But uh, the the brown sugar is coming through, and the raisins are. It's, I feel like the brown sugar is almost the the main flavor, and the raisins are sort of a secondary flavor. Mm, okay. Because there's kind of a molassesy, oh yeah, kind of hint to okay. it. Yeah, the molasses. When you, as soon as you said, like I was tasting it right when you said molasses, and it's like. You know, round peg, round hole. It's like, oh yeah, yeah it's perfect. That's 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 what I'm tasting. Well, that's good. I like that. This is a. It's too bad it's not available anymore on Hades because this is a nice. Uh, if you just find one. Yeah, I've had this. Uh, they don't, I don't think this is dated at all. I've had. Oh, it is. Uh, this was bottled in 2007. Wow. So I've had it around for a while. <laughs> that's an oldie. Yeah, that's what I do. That's my superpower. Remember? Yes, exactly. I have uh, great um, willpower in not drinking beers that are in the cellar. <laughs> Sometimes it's too strong and I ruin beers, but not this one. No, this one, um, with this much alcohol, it'd be hard to get sort of like an infection or anything like mm-hmm. that. Well, generally it's just staling, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really, I mean, if the beer gets infected on the shelf and goes bad, that's not my fault. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, it's generally I've had beers that I've kept in there because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a right, right occasion or saving it for the show or you know it's like oh, this beer's too good just to drink by myself. Yeah, and they said because I have so many beers moving through here that sits there too long and yeah, it just ages out. Well, there are two problems really. One is is yeah, the the question of how long it ages, but really the second problem is that that's not a temperature controlled cellar. And it's not at really, mm-hmm. you know, the best temperature for yeah. cellaring. So yeah, most beers will be able to hold up to it fine. But if it's a particularly sensitive beer, then, you know, shifting from, what, like 50 degrees in the winter to, say, 65 in the summer yeah. could cause it some damage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get this question on occasion, you know, um, what should I do for my beer cellar? You know, how much should I invest in it? How perfect should it be? And I generally stick with the rule that, um, you know, do the best that is convenient and and you you don't have to buy a humid humidity controlled temperature controlled 53 degrees you know beer cellar um that would be ideal if you can do that do that your beer will last decades and and it'll be fantastic when you're 90 years old and drinking a Mm -hmm. you know a 19 uh or you know 2001 whatever uh but you know that's not realistic for a lot of people so i would just say find the best spot in your house that hasn't relative no fluctuate temp it's dark Relatively no f- temperature fluctuations and cool, you know, and, and put your stuff there. Or, I mean, you could line all your bottles with black tape and then it wouldn't matter whether it's dark or not. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like I'd love to get a little um, window air conditioner for in the cellar there, right? And just have that room, just have a localized air conditioner. But these little basement window things, these little casement windows, like it, even a small air conditioner won't fit in there. You could probably build some sort of duct system in order to make one work. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part is, do I really want to pay the electricity to keep that room yeah. you know, in the mid That's the question, I think. And you know, that's why I think that if you're going to build, like, you're, you could maybe build something different, slightly different that it's just, like, like you could take that one of those refrigerators, like the refrigerator you have, and turn it into a beer cellar you, type you, thing. Or it might even be better to find a used soda, um, like a Seven Eleven type, you know, soda 
fridge, you know, with the shelves already in there, yeah. right? And then just tweak that so you could keep that at 50. That would be a good way to go. Um, or, a, you know, pimp out a, a new fr- new efficient fridge would be a way to do it, too. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to cut it and just do what works best for you. For me, it's putting the beer in the cellar there. And, you know, beers that are, beers that are meant to be aged generally age pretty well in my, in my cellar. So no, I definitely agree. I mean, we've had a lot more beers that taste great. Mm-hmm. With from the aging, then we have had beers that taste, you know, off. From I, the one thing I'd love to do, oxidized. I'd like to do a more passive cooling. I want to build a robot, like an actuator <laughs> that open, like it knows the. In- I am Jeff Spear robot. <laughs> well, kind of, it knows the. We have two sensors: an inside temperature and an outside temperature. And when the differential is proper, have an actuator open the window. And then, like, so every night when it's night, you know, not proper, it would open the window, cool down the room, then it would close the window. Or do something with fans and ducting or something. It would be a little less mechanical. Um, that's kind of what I'd like to do. I was thinking, you know, maybe when I, you know, get back, have time to finish my uh, electronic brewing, you know, right. ar- ar- with the Arduino, um, maybe I'll use an Arduino to do that also. That'd be something that I bet, like, You'd have to you you could talk to like um, Adam Savage or something, and he'd be able to come up with a perfect way. Yeah, I mean, having to manually open and close the window—that's kind of complicated. Machining the brackets and the actuator yeah. and all that stuff. But if I could be happy with you know a series of fans, and I wouldn't you know and, and wasn't worried about draft when the fans weren't running—that's the kind of thing. Because you know I don't want you know whatever blowing in when it's not supposed to be blowing in. Yeah, but, what if it's like really wet outside and yeah. you know. Yeah, so that'd be nice to use some kind of free passive cooling. Because, I mean, here in you know Western Pennsylvania, nearly every night, even in August, is in the 60s. So you know, as soon as it gets in the 60s, start piping the cold air. I don't know cellar. this August. Well, not necessarily this August, but July definitely. It was like it was in 80s at the night, and that's why it was so hot yeah. because it didn't cool down at all. So it got like 100 that's a, degrees. That's a relatively short period, right? So that's it was two months this. Here, hot time, summer in the period. city. You need to move up to the country. I had a, uh, I, I have one room with an air conditioner. I used to have a, I still have the air conditioner in 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 the window, but mm-hmm. it's out of uh, it's out of the cooling fluid, so it doesn't do anything. But <laughs> it just uh, makes noise. In 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 my big area of the apartment, but I think it took it took so much energy and never really got it cool. So mm-hmm. now I just sort of retired to one room where I have a smaller window air conditioner, and that does the job. You know, I can get it down to, but I I live in that room basically during those two months. <laughs> gotcha. I don't want to rush this beer, but I won't. I won't linger too. Raison that de- raison dextra again from uh, Dogfish Head. The uh, it's really too bad that it's a uh, it's a hiatus beer because that is tasty. It's one of those things. Did you see that um, Victory is cutting back some beers because of their expansion and they don't have like they're not doing old horizontal this year. Okay. The barley wine, because they don't have the capacity to do the barley wine, so they're skipping it this year. It's a good problem to have, but, you know. I'm sure they have plenty of barley wines. Yeah, you got plenty of <laughs> barley wines, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't complain. For you, barley wines are not a problem. No. Everything back there is a barley wine, with a few exceptions. Yeah, a couple of Belgians and Sours, but most of it's barley wine. <laughs> Oh, barley wines. So, uh, now that we have the 18% <laughs> 
here. The pre the warm up beer out of the way. <laughs> Let's get on to the real one. I don't know. This one might be pretty high too. I forget what this yeah, one he, was. That one's pretty big too. Uh, so Let's do uh, black and blue. Okay, so this one is their gold nail fermented with blackberries and blueberries. It's called Black and Blue. It's got this uh, old timey dude. <laughs> I don't know how, what you call it, like civil Civil War. He's kind of pilgrimy. Pilgrimy dude. Yeah, it's his pilgrimy. Wearing blue. It's and Victorian. White. See the cuffs. See his yeah, cuffs. Yeah. Okay. Victorian. That's a good one. It's fermented with the same yeast they use with their red and white and their Pangea. Yeah, so uh, black and blue, like you said, is blackberries and blueberries. They did red and white at the same time they first did this beer. And red and white was um, whipped beer with raspberries. And now they do a black and red, which is a stout. And it has raspberries and mint. Ooh. It's interesting. It's quite interesting. I had it down as Fatheads. Actually, I had a taste of it last night when I was at Mad Max. I, I suggested it to a guy I work with who loves stouts. And the bartender said I was leading him astray. So she gave him a taste, and he didn't really go for it. But I mean, I, I love chocolate I, I, I and think, mint. I, I think a taster of, of black and red isn't the right way to serve it, because really you have to jump in with that one. And yeah. the first couple of sips are going to taste minty and weird, but then it comes together. So this is a, a black and blue. We have the bottled on date for this one. This one's even older than the last one. This is January 12, 2007. By the way, um, I want to mention, by the way, alcohol by volume 10%, IBU's 25. Probably one of the best things to come out of Delaware. <laughs> Dogfish head beer. <laughs> that and most companies. Oh, yes. Yes, we're uh, incorporated in Delaware. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a, there's a sale, the sales tax is zero in Delaware, so that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. We should have incorporated Craft Beer Radio in Delaware. little blueberry in the aroma there. It pours a uh, orangey golden color. It again, nothing really much of a head. It's not as clear as the raison mm-hmm. dextra. It's got a little bit of cloudiness to it. Big fruit flavor. I'm trying to figure out how that's coming across because it's not like blueberry like you'd think blueberry like it's not blueberry pie blueberry pie is so much sugar added to yeah, it yeah no it's, it's it's more of a fresh blueberry if anything it, it's because it's got the tartness there mm-hmm. um and blackberries as well are even you know even tartar so this is black raspberry is that the same as blackberry uh, it says blackberries and blueberries, not black raspberries. No. The label says black raspberries and blueberry puree. Maybe blackberries are black raspberries. They look like them. That that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. So they say they make sure to say real pureed mm-hmm. blackberries and blueberries as opposed to you know the kind mm-hmm. of stuff they put in cereal. Yeah. So what do you think about this? Um, it's not as drinkable to me with the fruit, but the fruit's... I'm not complaining either. It's it, The fruit's pretty well done. It's not sweet. It's not cloying. It's not medicine-y. Yeah, I like it a lot. I would I would love to have just this for a night, you know, just one of these and mm-hmm. pop it open and just, you know, sip along 
while I'm watching uh, Community over and over again. Okay. Save Community. <laughs> You'll be able to watch it five nights in a row soon. <laughs> At 6.30 on Fox. They already are shopping it, so. I'm thinking, like, Give me a little bit more of this. I want to have a little bit more. I don't know why, but I'm thinking like this is just reminding me of like uh, like some kind of like fruit syrup, like something you'd put on pancakes or ice cream, or that's you know that's kind of how I'm thinking about the blueberries in this and the blackberries. Like, would this go good like with vanilla ice cream? Sure, topped with a you know some raspberries. It would go with anything. It would go mm-hmm. good with with the, these fruity flavors. Mm-hmm. It would go great with a salad. It would go great with oh uh, salad, yeah, like a vinaigrette type thing. Mm-hmm. Make a vinaigrette out of the beer and then serve it yeah. with the beer. It would go great with um, a ceviche or something. You know, some mm. really light fish. Okay. Because yeah. it's so fruity, I'm you know I'm not enjoying it by its. I mean, I'm not compared to the last beer. I'm not loving it all by itself, but I think it would go very well with many many food types. Sure. Um, and any type of cake, really. Well, especially a uh, any type of cake, really. But I mean, a pound cake, a, a angel food cake. That's it. I'm serving with. black and blue at my at, uh, the next birthday cake yeah. birthday party. As long as you remove the, you know, didn't have a super sugary frosting on this top. This beer that cost me fifteen dollars in two thousand seven. It's a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle. Hmm. I like this a lot, a lot more than you do, I think. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, I think this is, uh, it's got, it's got the really nice, you know, it has the flavors there. I don't find it syrupy at all. I like the, I really do like both of those berries. I think it Only one of them is an actual berry, but. (laughs) Those damn droops. (laughs) Callback. Yes. Yes, either yes, uh, blackberries, raspberries, or aggregate droops, um, blueberries. Or so berries. I think this beer did what I wanted to do in the five years, four years. Oh, you know, almost five years. And because I aged it, I wanted some of the fruit to mellow. I wanted it to get a little more complex. And then this one, I think, has done that. We'll see with the next one because the next one, Fort from Dogfish, is <laughs> it's a freaking raspberry bomb. <laughs> and which one did we end up grabbing? We grabbed the. Mm-hmm. 2006 Fort. Well, wow. Harold brewed with you. Are spoiling me tonight. Pureed raspberries. Hey, it's Shark Week. Because mm. the dogfish is a shark. I can't. I forget what shark. The dogfish head. Well, I mean, the shark that they call dogfish. Yeah. It, that, that's not its most common name. It's it's uh, you know, it's not a mako. It looks kind of like a nurse shark, but I don't know if that's nurse. I might. I can't remember. Maybe if we get some time, we'll, we'll Google it, give you the answer, so you don't have to do it on your own. So yes, Fort. This is um, came out in the same general time that uh, Black and Red, Red and White, and Black and Blue came out, and this is their raspberry beer. Now, is there an alcohol volume on this? Because they say 15 to 18%. So, obviously, it varies. Forty-nine IBUs. 
over a ton of pureed raspberries. Uh, does not say. This one was $17 back in 2006. Over a ton of pureed raspberries in every bottle. Every... In a bottle. <laughs> no, in every bottle. <laughs> in every batch. <laughs> a ton in a bottle. That's some nice physics there. I like that. The heck happened here? It smells like raspberries and raspberries and raspberries. It smells like a new fort to me. I don't know. The first smell was alfalfa. <laughs> I didn't get that. I got raspberries, maybe a touch of chocolate syrup, like Hershey's, you know, syrup. Let me let me smell yours. Yeah, see, mine's a little grassier. Just it is <laughs> strange. <laughs> I guess you're supposed to pour off the first three ounces. Of the maybe. Yeah, that that's odd. That's just that's just plain <laughs> odd. Um, yeah, it's very um, grain silo-y. Yeah, well, I <laughs> recognize the 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 alfalfa room because my sister, you know, when we when back when we were kids, she used to have guinea pigs, and they liked to eat alfalfa. And so I remember the smell of that alfalfa, mm-hmm. and it's very similar to okay. the smell that I'm getting. You know, there's ras- you know, it's like raspberries and alfalfa. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So let's sip on this one. Big fruit flavor, sweet beer, cloying sweet almost. This one didn't do in five years what I hoped it would do. Where I'd hope it, you know, just develop some more complexity and not be so sweet. Yeah, it's got it's got much more cloyingness to it. It's got. Uh, hmm. They use a lot of raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> a ton in every bottle. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, this one It's got a little bit of tartness to it It's I'm having a hard thing to say about it Besides raspberries and tart I mean, it, it's, it obviously has has. Uh, we haven't really talked about malt much in the show at all mm-hmm. For right. any of these It's hard to distinguish the malt Because the other flavors of the adjuncts Are really coming forward the, the malt, though, gives it enough of a body that you don't question it, really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this one, I was hoping that this one would dry out some. This is so sweet. I It almost it almost seems like it's under-attenuated, under you know? It just... It's, this, it's, it's a Lindemans from Bose without any of the tartness to, to balance the beer. Yeah, you know? th- this is almost... Um, a reducing beer, you know, this mm-hmm. is something that you could use this for a reducing liquid for some food, and you could probably make something awesome with it. But as a beer in itself, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I could see cooking this. Down. Now, you wouldn't want to reduce it to a syrup for sweet uses, right? Because the bitterness is going to amplify also. Yeah. But I'm thinking if you reduce it for. Um, some kind of gamey meat, duck, lamb. What if you like that. use this as your liquid to braise, say, a brisket? Sure. You know, I think that would work really well. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking duck. I think like the fatty and the duck. Oh yeah, I mean, they actually mentioned duck, duck on the oh, page, so I'm okay. not surprised. 
Um, but yeah, the, yeah. I was thinking that kind of like duck lamb, that kind of gamey meat. You know, the acidity of, of the raspberries will cut through that 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 gaminess right away, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it'll give you that that pretty well. Yeah, I think we're gonna save the rest of that bottle to cook with. <laughs> so that wasn't worth the seventeen dollars back in two thousand six. I'm still getting a bit of alfalfa in my. <laughs> In the taste, mine's almost tasting a little bit like a um, a raspberry tootsie pop. Yeah, so yeah, I can totally flavor. see that. And there's a little bit of cocoa or chocolate in there, but not very much. But a little bit that can give it that. What, pop. What's funny to me is that this has more of a syrupy raspberry flavor than the syrup raspberry hefeweizen <laughs> that we both made. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could have added more. We still got, yeah, we still got yeah, we bar. did. We we did not add the whole thing. I think we added like about a, a third of it. Yeah, a third to a half somewhere in there. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't want it to be too. Uh, we didn't want it to be this, <laughs> basically. All right, so dogfish, put the fort on hiatus and bring the raison d'extra back. Mm. I would have to agree with that one with that assessment. And now, we move on to the last beer, the Pearl Jam 20 Faithful, with two L's. This is the newest beer that we've drank on the show in quite some time. I purchased this last night. 20 American dollars here in Pittsburgh. And 7 American alcohol by volumes. So this is the lowest alcohol by volume beer of the night. We're fucking brilliant. Oh, oh main show! Ah. Oh my lord! Oh, the F-bomb on the main show. It's happened before, but it's rare. It is. It means... It's the uh, whole... Uh, what's like the third or fourth law of craft beer radio? <laughs> yes. 20 IBUs on this sucker. Look how straw-like golden color this thing pours. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's a celebration. Too bad I don't have a, a mask, an ASCAP BMI license, or I'd be putting sound dubbing some Pearl Jam in the background right now. <laughs> you could do it. No, I won't. Why? Because I don't want to worry about it. You're not going to... It's not really a problem unless the show gets like a million downloads, and then it's a problem. <laughs> this will be the one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Faithful Ale, let me just read their thing, because... Yeah, there are lots of people out there, I guess, who who like Pearl Jam. I don't, but whatever. Faithful is a celebration of Pearl Jam's 20th anniversary as a band and its extraordinary debut album, 10. There we go. I'll use that as a sound In recognition of these milestones, the Belgian-style golden ale is delicately hopped to 20 IBUs and fruit-forward from 10 incremental editions of black currants over a one-hour boil. They used to have a current beer called They used to have a dogfish head used to have a current beer called Al Current and it was one of my favorite beers. Mm-hmm. I loved the the sourness Al, of Al it. Current was awesome. Yeah. And there was um Yeah, yeah, that was that's a shame that we can't get that one cuz we were looking for it for the longest time like yeah. oh where's the Al Current again? It was so good. And then uh Festina Lenten, I think that one might have had currants in it too, with their first sour beer. The one where Sam tells the story where it was their first like spontaneously fermented beer, and he goes in and there's fruit flies all over the place, and he's like, oh my god, what did I just do? And they bottled it, and it was fantastic. I got to try that at that heavyweight uh, open house, the very last one. 
So Faithful Al is the third beer in their music series. It oh. follows the Miles Davis-inspired Bitches Brew mm-hmm. and their tribute to blues man Robert Johnson, Hellhound on My Ale. Yeah, Hellhound is out right now also. It's a, it's like an IPA, I heard. So uh, I should have bought that. We now, when are they going to do a Pixies or a Pavement Brew? That's my question. I mean, screw Pearl Jam. Hey, 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 my first kiss was to a Pearl Jam song. Well, mine wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Some rap song that I remember. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Humpty dances. The I don't remember which do which rap song it was. Because at that at that time, you know the 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 early very early nineties, they were all kind of indis- <laughs> indistinguishable from another. So, beer pours so gold. It's, you know, it's this golden ale, and the aroma on it. I'm confused by the aroma. Is it? I mean, what do you got? Help me. I, I didn't guide me in, Ghost Rider. Call the ball. I, I tasted it really before I got a chance to to give it a good smell. Unfortunately, I kind of went right mm. for it. And it's got kind of a straw uh, aroma. I guess there's a little bit of fruitiness in there, but I mean, if I didn't know current in the beer, I'd miss it right away. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't pick it out. Do they say like what kind of current or anything like that on uh, black currents? Black currents, okay. I, <laughs> I I'm laughing because I have the perfect thing to say about it, but it 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 just like the band is exceptionally bland. <laughs> oh, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it no, but I mean, like it, it's just this kind of straw beer. The currents are not really forward, which is really what what we were really looking forward to with the current. You know that mm-hmm. with with that in our background, I can kind of taste them more, and the aftertaste is coming along. But the beer itself that it's based on is just I don't know. It's it's uh, some kind of jeez. I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, <laughs> Golden nail. But it's, it doesn't even really have the, a, the body of a gold nail. Well, it does. Okay, I'm going to step back. You know, I actually... So... Where to start? It's reminding me... It's Kolsch-like. It's reminding me of some some kind of like a Kolsch. Okay, I can see there. So, it is a shame that we saved the 7% beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By no, far the lowest ABV beer. Yeah. <laughs> for last. That's all we get when we don't... When we uh, try to put the most current beer in the spotlight, uh, so yeah, I think it, it's pretty coach-like, where you get that little, it's a little vinous, but you get a lot of the 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 pill malts, you know, pilsner malt, something like that. So it's a little grassy, grainy, and yeah, the, the currents is really a, a, a undertone to it. It's it's not forward at all. No. Which is it's strange because all the other beers had, had big forward adjunct flavors, and this one the grain is more ad, is, is more of the forward flavor, mm-hmm. and the grain just is, isn't all that hitting. And, and if this were a great beer, you know, if this were, uh, I'm getting sort of caught up in in my hatred <laughs> for Pearl Jam, but it, it, if this were 
a strong and, and really good tasting beer, I would say so, regardless of what I felt about Pearl Jam. I'm going to recap this, put a Pixies label on it, and let Greg, Greg drink it next week. I would say the says. same thing. <laughs> I wouldn't have the same sort of... I, I would say, as opposed to the Pixies as a band, <laughs> except for my band beer. But... I'm just not getting much pop from it. It, just, it, it feels... Yeah, I mean, I guess Gold Nail is the closest, but I, I like your Kolsch uh, mm-hmm. thing because the, so the the current in there gives you some of the, the fruitiness that a Kolsch would have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't strike me as... It, it certainly isn't like, well, I'm going to get this and, and pay a whole bunch for this because it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, I paid 20 bucks for that bottle of beer. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you think it's worth it? <laughs> no. No. I mean, it's okay, but... I would much rather have a twelve ounce bottle at the same at the same ratio. Yeah, give it to me in a twelve ounce bottle. This twenty seven hundred fifty milliliter of of current Kolsch. I'm not a big enough Pearl Jam fan to care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I bought this, we were there at work last night celebrating the uh, you know the spec op thing. Listen to the pre show if you want to hear more about Avir setting the world record in in NAS band or NAS operations per second. But Some anyway. obscure, ridiculous world record that will be beaten in a couple months, if that. If that, yeah, <laughs> more likely weeks upon month, weeks to month, not months, but um, blah 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 blah. What was I gonna say? Oh, you know, the, one of my coworkers, big Pearl Jam fan, and he was gonna buy it just because it's Pearl Jam beer. He's like the only beer that would that would pull me in faster would be a Celtics beer. You know, <laughs> don't call me daughter. I'm into. Stop that! You're gonna make our listeners angry. <laughs> I can do it if it's if, if I'm doing criticism. Then it's fair use. Well, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the RIAA. I'm talking about our listeners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know if you're doing satire, or criticism, or critique, it's fair use. Uh Anyway, it's it's fine for you know the the, the currented Kolsch, but you know if it, if you got to charge that much per ounce, put it in a twelve ounce bottle for me. Seriously, um, but compared to like a lot of their big bottled beers, like on the other hand, it doesn't have the problems that the Ford had. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Ford had some problems too. I mean, in ranking, you know, I'm gonna have to draw, dump on the Ford because it was too sweet, and not really drinkable. This is drinkable at least. Definitely, it's just. Not, not we had higher expectations yes. for the beer. Much, I mean, it's rare. Oh, can you taste the rare? A lot of a lot of a lot of beer geese can really taste the rare, and that yeah. makes it worth it. Um, I don't know. I wanted to try. I wanted to get it on the show, but but really, I mean, compared to like the Raison Dextra and the Black and Blue, compared to a lot of their big beers, their big bottled beers. And um, compared to, like, Pangea, or compared to, um... Uh, yeah, Chateau Jaihu. Yeah. I mean, any of them. I mean, this is, like, really? The monkey spit beer, or whatever that one, or the... Monkey spit? It was, or corn spit, you know. Oh, uh, Chicha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they ever produced that one in large in large batches. I think it was <laughs> at GABF and Brewpub only, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this, like... I kind of, like, would just want to say, like, Really? That that's what you did? What? Really? And the people are buzzing about this? Why? Cause they like rare beers, I guess. Yeah, gotta taste the rare in the uh, in the project. Another one that, that that I loved um, 
it's on this list here. Uh, they're liqueur de malt. <laughs> oh, liqueur. Oh man, I haven't had that. Oh, that was good. Best malt liquor ever. Yeah. I'd love to try it now with the palates that we have today. The Aroma was a better beer than this? Oh, I don't know about that. That was one that... I need to retry that one, because when I had it, I'm like... That was another one I'm like, really? That's your, your c- cocoa beer? Huh? I, oh. thought, I thought... I I liked it. I remember I, I enjoyed the way that the cocoa was used as sort of the traditional cocoa. I had it at Saver, and someone yeah. brought... Jamie brought me the bottle out of one of the salons to try it or he brought me a, a taster of it that's what it wasn't the bottle yeah. it was a cup and I'm, I'm like you sure this is what because I was expecting a chocolate beer and it's not a chocolate beer no. it's not a chocolate beer it's a beer with cacao cacao added um, but I, I didn't enjoy that one so I need to revisit that one Worldwide Stout no, I, I don't want to be too harsh on the Pearl Gen 20. It's fine for the current Kolsch. It's not Pearl Gen 20, it's the Faithful Ale. Okay, well, why does it say Pearl Gen 20 in bigger letters than Faithful Ale? I don't know why it says Pearl Gen 20 in bigger letters than Faithful Ale. I mean, I'll have more of it because it's not it, It's not a bad Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to dump on it too hard because it's 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 not offensive. It's not... What did you call it? Um, I called it bland. Well, right, right. But you, you had a little, you were a little more eloquent. You said, like the band, it is. Um, you had an adjective in front of bland that made it sound better than just bland. <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. I don't remember either. So re- it wasn't rewind. suitably bland, but it was, I don't know. It just sounded better than saying this beer is bland. It wasn't aggressively bland because it's not. <laughs> Maybe it was. It was know. grungily bland. Tastes like flannel. Then it should be Allison James or Nirvana. These guys, they're from the same. They're from. They guess they're from the same area, but I don't. I don't see them as the flannel guys. They, they rode on the flannel guy. Yeah, they were. In the, they rode on the coattails of flannel guys, but they're not really the flannel sure. guys. I remember one moment. I guess REM just broke up or something. They put out an album and they're kind of calling it quits. Yeah, they they broke up. Another another band that just like way too overhyped for what they were. <laughs> they have good songs here and there. It's like what their what's their last album? It's like it's love hits some or I don't know, but it's like and garbage, right? Because like you know, even they're like self deprecating enough to know that not everything they did was like awesome. Pearl Jam, um, REM, Live. All those bands kind of. Well, I don't think Live is on the same scale as the other two. Well, then, I don't know. REM is not a big scale. I mean, Pearl Jam is huge. REM is but... pretty big compared to Live. They all Live kinda, had like, like two radio hits. They all kind of blend together for me. All those bands have the same sort of thing, you know. We're going to sing about love, because that's all that matters. Okay, that's not REM necessarily. It's, it's definitely live. Um, <laughs> it's uh, maybe not necessarily Pearl Jam, but I think that beyond everything, it is Pearl Jam. Fixies are more about sort of aliens, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I ever comprehended enough Pixies lyrics. Like, actually, tried to decipher all the Pixie lyrics enough to know what they're singing about. Yeah, well, no, it's, uh, well, we'll talk about this post-show. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely time to call the music uh, chat to the uh, rein that in to later. Yes. You want to go first, buddy? Yeah. Let's uh, let's call for me black and blue number one because, like I said, I really I really enjoyed the beer. I right. really did. I thought um, it's it's a great sort of you know pop it open. Uh, Jeff paid fifteen dollars for this sucker. Not a necessarily bad price for a beer that you could drink over one night and really have a good time with. Yeah, it. I mean it's a seven fifty, so you could drink, you could share it with three, maybe four people, or you could recap it and try it later. Or just options. like I said, have it over you know three or four hours and just you mm-hmm. know have a really nice beer. Uh, then number two, raise on Dextra. Oh, uh, the black and blue pair that guy with desserts, sweets, things like that, or. Mostly. Not necessarily. No, it w- it will pair well with desserts, but I don't think you have to. Okay. Raison Dextra, high alcohol, eighteen percent. If you can find it, you'll enjoy it because <laughs> you know unless it's been poorly handled. This one maybe we'll not. start making it again. Let's start a writing writing campaign. Let's, I don't know. Let's if... occupy Dogfish. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> Uh, then my third would be the, uh, Faithful, um, yeah, not, not offensive in any way, mm-hmm. but it just, it, it, it lacked what, uh, what Black and Blue and Raison Dexter had, which was, you know, the, a real texture, yeah, real. And well, it's not just our expectations, I think it's gonna be everyone's expectations, right, the hype? I, I didn't know about any of the hype. Okay. You know, I went in with no hype. I didn't even know this beer was being made. On Twitter, people were like, do you have any Pearl Jam beer left? And it's like, no, we sold our last one. And how much was it? $33. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, so I saw a fair amount of hype in the in the local market about this Pearl Jam beer. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to any hype. I had no hype going in. Uh, you know, all I had with me was the fact that it was a Pearl Jam beer, which didn't help it. Uh, but, in, you know... I would have said if it was a great beer, and and, and it's not. Um, it, it's not an offensive beer in any way. It, it's reasonably tasty. It just doesn't have. Oh, like I the just last thought of the, I should have invited Jody over, the girl that I had my first kiss with, to a Pearl Jam song. She could have been a guest tonight. That would have oh. been like awesome. She still lives in the area. Uh, and <laughs> it's funny on Twitter. Little aside, I think people appreciate this. Uh, you know. Uh, she's she's on Twitter, and um, I don't know. Last year, sometime, I asked her. So that my first kiss, you know, one through ten, how was it? She gave me a seven. So, <laughs> yeah. B minus. <yeah. laughs> B minus. Hey, wasn't too tuggy or? Oh, wait, maybe she gave me an eight. I don't know. I'll go look it up. But yeah. You might have C plus. All right, you know that, hey, that's good for a first kiss, right? That's yeah, good. exactly. Now, now, did you ask about your first sexual experience? Um, I didn't have a real sexual experience. I felt her boobies. That's about it. With Jody. Okay. I, I'm glad Jody. Oh, she's not here. Answer that. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Fort would be last. And it just, uh, I don't know whether it, it got, I mean, I, I seem to remember enjoying it before. It tastes a lot like I remember. I mean, freshly, right? And that's why I cellared it for so long. I need the, I have one more old fort left. It's a 2008. I need to pry the cap off, 
Throw a little bit of Brett in there and put the cap back on. <laughs> Let the Brett go to work on it. <laughs> I don't know if that will work at all. Uh, the, the 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 fort was was interesting, more interesting than, than the faithful. I'll give it that, but it did not. It it was not as drinkable, and it just it you know it was cloying. It was hardly drinkable. Yeah, it was not drinkable. Maybe if you had it with some rich dessert or something, it wouldn't seem too sweet. Yeah, if you had it with with like fudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't seem too sweet. Um, but, you know, what I'm going to do with the rest of this bottle is I'm going to save it for cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, braise something in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be awesome. Yeah, but it's just not... Definitely don't drink it alone and find some decadent, rich-ass food to eat with it yeah. if you're going to drink it with the food. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to change the top two. I'm going to put the uh, Raison d'Extra is my favorite beer of the night. That beer was freaking amazing. Delicious. I'm going to put the black and blue in number two. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but not as much as the Dextra. And then I'm with you the rest of the way about Pearl Gem 3, Fort 4. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, you know, Pearl Gem is not horrible, but it's just like... In the, it wasn't in the class that I thought it was going to be in, and I, like I said, I'm coming at it with no expectations, so I didn't need, I didn't know it was a big, huge beer that everyone was looking forward to, and if he knew that, I'd, I'd probably be even more disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you were disappointed. You, you were disappointed by Pearl Jam, so being disappointed by the beer is <laughs> par for the course. We, we've maintained before that. You know, it occasionally has an effect on me, but in general, labels on out effect. You might you saw you thought clown shoes. Would I thought have a huge yeah, I thought, I thought you would. I thought you would shit all over a brewery yeah. with like the marketing gimmick of sexy girls and clown shoes on the label. Yeah, and he, and he didn't. I made him drink them blind first, but when I reviewed the label. He said that there would be no. Uh, um, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there've been crazier labels than that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I but just, no, if, if it were a great beer in, in, in the Pearl Jam bottle, I would grit my teeth and say, buy the Pearl Jam bottle. It's not like Eddie Vedder helped them brew or anything. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, you know, I'll explain it in the post-show. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, God, Pearl Jam. Oh, my God. But, no, the, the, the beer is what counts, and the beer just simply wasn't wasn't up to snuff with the other two, at least. Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, it's... Wasn't how, snuff of most of the beers. Put this. Wasn't the snuff of the, of the of the pre-show beer. Well, we did an old Bell's Expedition. Bell's Expedition won gold medal in the GABF this year. So, I'm just saying. Just saying. It's not as good as a gold medal beer. Yes, it isn't. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting beer to try to put fruit into. First off, that's the first thing I'd have to say. I wonder if they were inspired by something like a Berliner Weiss with, you know, syrup added or something like that. Yeah, but then why make it an ale? Why not actually make it a Berliner Weiss? The, 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 the difficulty of souring something with, you know, lactic acid, doing sour mash, you know, maybe that's, maybe they're trying to do, well, like, think of, well, think of the Berliner Weiss that they do do, the Festina Pesh, right? Mm-hmm. It's barely sour compared to them. You know, it's compared to a real blender vice. I I don't know, but I I think that they were like looking like let's take something like a not not sour, 
golden beer, like a Blitterweiss, and I like the the Kolsch idea. I like. I think yeah. that part's well done. It just doesn't compete with its uh, stablemates here. No, the, it doesn't. The, with its uh, school of dogfishes. The, well, other, that, that the was, other sharks are eating this shark for lunch. That was Shark Week here on Craft Beer Radio. I got a worldwide stout. You want to extend the main show and mm-hmm. do a worldwide stout? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes. You want to crack open a worldwide stout right yes. now? All right. Hold on a sec. This is going to get ugly. All right. This is where the show jumps <laughs> off the cliff. Right here. This is where we jump the shark. Oh, <laughs> man. Why didn't I see that? <laughs> All right, so we have. Remember a couple years ago when we gave away all that crap, yes, for people who bought the DVD, and we uh, bought a case of World White Stout, and we're actually shipping World White Stouts out to people. And I saved a few bottles, like four or five bottles. That's one of these. So this would be from 2007 or so, I would say. I don't think the bottle's labeled. Was it really that long ago? Um. Oh, it's kind of wiped off. They did laser it, but... Oh. <laughs> it's kind of wiped off, and I rubbed my thumb across it to see if it cleared up on it, and it made it go away. <laughs> so, yeah, it's old. All right, so Worldwide Stout comes from 15 to 20 ABV, and uh, IB is of 70. Uh, it's a, a, a big beer with uh, a lot of hops in it because it's got a lot of malt in it. So, yeah, the, um, the original label says... Uh, very dark beer brewed with vim, vigor, and a ridiculous amount of barley. But apparently the uh, TTB, or the ATF at the time, wouldn't let them say vim. You could They put vim and vigor into the beer. So there was actually a series where they had to take Sharpie and block out on the labels, vim and vigor, on every bottle. <laughs> um, I that would not necessarily be the ATF. I think that would be the, the well, FDA. No, it was. I mean, today it would be the TTB. I think it was the ATF because they used to do label approval and stuff. Really, the ATF yeah. did. Yeah, before, before the TTB got it. Tax and Trade Bureau has it yeah. now. But anyway, yeah, I had yeah. some bottles where Vim and Vigor were blacked out with Sharpie. Um, I don't think I have any of those left. This one just says a very dark beer brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. Let me uh, let me let me say the marketing speak this time, just because I like it. Uh, it. Here's how it begins. Yes. All exclamation points, or all all caps with exclamation point. Yes, yes, this is the beer you've heard so much about. Dark, rich, roasty, and complex. Worldwide Stout has more in common with a fine port than a can of cheap mass-marketed beer. Brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. Have one, or as dessert. Have one with, or as dessert tonight. This would probably go better as dessert than with dessert. It's just got so much, I mean, from what I remember, so much to it. But, uh, yeah, so there, there's your marketing speak for that one that I will actually Holy say. smokes, it smells like a scotch. It smells smoky, peaty. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> it smells like some Laphroaig that I have over there in the uh, it is, bar. It is very... Very dark, not quite all black. It's got a little bit of sort of red highlights to it. A little bit of, um, you know, licorice type aroma on there, but it really is a peat aroma. Dark peat aroma. It doesn't smell too stouty. 
or roasty right off the top. But by the way, we are drinking. We've been drinking all these beers in these essentially savor mini snifters is what I would call them. The the wine glass type. Yeah, they're kind of glasses. like a, you know what you would see like a white wine glass be white wine be served into, but a little a little more bowl like than you know one of the the narrow types of white wine glasses. It's like Saver Gallop this year. They have a they're good because you can pour two ounces of beer and still have a good amount of headroom, but not too much, you know. So you can really get the aroma on right. So it's good for doing these sampling. They have a long stem. It's good for high alcohol beers. It's yeah. really good for those. Yeah, we used them last week. We we'll use them this week, and uh, I think as we get in the habit, I think, the, like I said, I think the size gives you a great ratio of a small sample versus the appropriate amount of bowl above it, so you can get great aroma off of it. Because using, uh, you know, a twelve or sixteen ounce glass where you only want a two or three ounce sample, you know, you really there's too much air in there to really get the aroma right. I think we were lucky to have three sessions of Saber because we were able to get three of these oh, glasses. Dude, we found these glasses. No, it's not just that. We Remember when we left through the side door? Yeah. There was a bunch of glasses on the That's true. On we the just planter. Sort of grabbed them. We grabbed a bunch of glasses off the planter. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember it being so smoky and peaty. Neither do I. But I'm tasting a sort of a, a, a toffee caramel mm-hmm. in there. Sort of maybe a little bit of licorice. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the expedition. Yeah. I, I agree. It, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like what we're getting in the expedition, that, that licorice, that dark roast. But with this wonderful smoke peat scotch type yeah. flavor through it. It's so well done. It's Ooh, it's, it's not. Bo- it's not. It's not. It's, can you believe this beer's not boozy? It's almost dangerous. I know this is one. Of the, this is. I think this is the eighteen percent one. I believe. Uh, but yeah, it's not boozy. Yeah. Now, in comparison to the nineteen on the Raison, which was pretty boozy. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty boozy. This one's not boozy. This one, you know, is. Con- it has a has a permit to carry and conceal. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know that it's packing. Mm. Now I remember having one of these back when it was a twenty one percent beer, mm-hmm. it and hot. it was hot yeah. and um, there's one, overbearing. There was one time I was talking with Sam Sam Calagione from Dogfish. I think it was the time that he did the when he was doing his book tour for brewing up a business. Or is it? Yeah, Brewing Up Business. I was trying to think which one was Brooklyn's, which one was Dogfish's. Brewing right. Up Business. And he did a beer dinner at Harris Grill. And uh, I went there and we did a quick interview with Sam. If you go back in the Craft Beer archives, you'll find that interview. And I remember asking him about, like, you know, why'd you pull, why'd you rein in the, the worldwide stout? You know, the world's strongest beer, 23%. You know, and you pulled it back. It's like, we found it was better at eighteen percent, but twenty one, twenty one was okay. It was better than twenty three, and the eighteen was better than twenty one. So they've been making the eighteen percent. As far as I, they don't have super control over exactly where it ends up. Apparently, right? right yeah. Same with the one hundred and twenty minute IPA, but uh, they're targeting the eighteen percent version, and I think it's the right move. I really yeah, do. I mean, this is awesome. 
It's really it's it's delicious. It's, it's what, probably four years old now. Three years old. Something it like hasn't that. it hasn't diminished any. If anything, it's improved, and uh, it just goes to show you that if you have Jeff's superpower. <laughs> they allow can, beers to sell it yeah, without drinking them. You can fig, you can find some some excellent beers now. In terms of ranking this one, this one would probably um, be my oh, for me. It'd be one or two. It'd either yeah, be it, it, in front of the extra it, it, or behind the extra. It's one or two for me too. It, it's either in front or, or behind the black or blue. Um, I, th- I think it beats raison extras because it's it, it's just it's it's not as boozy. I'm not um, so sure. I mean, for me, you know, I ranked Raisin Dextra number one. For me, I'm not so sure. I think the Raisin Dextra was a little more drinkable. I'm I'm torn because I love the scotch notes in this beer. So it's like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, so readjusting my, my rankings, Black and Blue, uh, Worldwide Stout, Raisin Dextra, Faithful Fort. I don't know if I want to put it... I'm going to put it behind the extra. Just by a touch. It's up to you, man. It's your ranking. It's wrong, but it's up to you. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong in this one, because this one is, is, is very... You know, I've... I've sometimes just let you go, and I've complained other mm-hmm. times. This one I'm not going to complain about, because I think it's very person-specific. Yeah. This one, yeah, it's very taste specific, and I don't think that there, I don't think there's any right answer. I'm sure we could find someone who thought the fort was the best beer. Yeah, I'm, you know, someone almost like Heather who likes those raspberry fruity beers, but I, I'm not sure Heather would have liked this one over a Lindemans. So you know, maybe not exactly my wife. My wife. My my. W- <laughs> oh boy, sorry. Right. I'm 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 a I'm a um. Uh, a comedy bang bang listener, and and whenever, <laughs> whenever uh, Scott Ackerman says my wife, he always says he always makes sure to say it. No, no. When you say my wife, you have to say it as the bore. <laughs> my wife, <laughs> and it's sort of an ironic thing, but you know, you get it. Yeah, I I do get it. I haven't seen Borat in forever. More in the post show. For Craft Beer Radio, and we will see you. <laughs> That's going to be a horrible edit there. Uh, I stopped recording, and Greg started to close out the show, and then I hit record again, and he tried to pick up right where he left right. off. But In I the don't... middle of it. I don't know if it's going to work, but you will be the judge of that. That's it for Craft Beer Radio. We will see you next time. <laughs> oh, I think the first law of Crafty Radio is coming to play now. The better the beers, the better the show. At least for the hosts. Yes. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get